Or are you standing? You can stand. Yeah, um, you just stand. You just be staring at my dick the entire time. R- randomly during this podcast, you need to get up and start doing the Shinsuke Nakamura like air guitar on the desk. I'll do it after my promo. There you go. <laughs> we turn off my fans. Jesus. <clears throat> All right, well, while Michael's turning off his fan, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. You got me, Jason. Of course, I got Michael and Kevin joining me this week. Hope everybody out there is doing really good. We had a really good Hell in the Cell pay-per-view last night that we're going to... Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not a pay-per-view anymore. It is a special event, right? Is that how they it's say it? It's a premium live event. premium live event. You're right. It is a premium yes. live event. It is a PLE. A PLE. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That's also Instead of a PPV. <clears throat> that's funny. That's also what my learning courses are called for my job. That's that's. Uh, oh, I that's thought ironic. you were going to say that was what your learning disability is called. No, no, no. no. That's ADD. Mine's called a POV. A P- <laughs> Not to be confused with Kevin's STDs. Which he also got POV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, so if you're new to the show, we like to take some time each and every week to talk about some things that are going on in the world of professional wrestling. So this week in particular, Hell in the Cell was last night, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about MJF, we're going to talk about CM Punk, and we're also going to talk about the gutty performance that Cody Rhodes put on last night at Hell in the Cell. We're the the all- performance that made CM Punk-ass bitch look uh, real sad with his little broken toe. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh- I know you. I don't know if you guys have watched the Raw, but no, I have not got a chance to at all. I see what you're talking about, Judgment Day. Oh my God! Right? Fucking I hell! Did not see that coming. Still in fucking shock. Damn it! Oh, fuck you guys. My God! I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, don't gonna, I don't know. It's just know. You're actually recording our audio this week, right? I am, yeah. I like when we talk, the little <laughs> yeah, colors go up and down. Up. Okay. So I actually just, had just to, to make sure. I, I actually unplugged everything from my switcher and plugged everything into my laptop, so we should be good. Uh, I'm getting a new desk, and so next week my whole setup's going to be even different. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. So we'll have to double check everything again. Yeah, more than likely, but we'll see. Um, well, real quick though, was was what I thought about last what I tweeted out. Could happen. No, that's not what happened. Which at least I, if you, I have to assume no, that tweeted out was one of the things that you said last week. No, what I tweeted out was that uh, what, what my my predict because everybody's talking about been I've been talking about Bray Wyatt coming back. So I thought my, you said Ben Wyatt. No, my my prediction was that Bray Wyatt would join Judgment Day. There'd oh, be no. there'd be no. There, it would just be the fiend. It would be no neighbor Bray, and he would just be Edge's instrument of destruction. That was my nope. that was my idea. Okay, well, cool. All right, well, good. I want to be surprised. That's much anything. better than that. All right, cool. Well, don't say anything. I want to. I want to be surprised because I'm going to watch it when we're done recording. Can you guys get through this whole episode without telling me? <laughs> I really just want to troll you the entire episode and just like say things that are completely wrong just to fuck with you. I don't. Know. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I kind of want Jason to have a natural reaction now. I appreciate because that. because it was. I mean, yeah. You're I mean, I could, I. I could go grab my remote real quick and just have it on mute and, and just have it playing. I'm surprised background. you don't, because literally, like, when we record on Mondays, I, it's just me sitting here while the two of you are staring up above your screen. I've been at the trying fucking TV. not to do that because for to that point. Plus, we have a lot to talk about. I didn't want to get distracted with, with some of the, the actual stuff we have going on. I usually just stare into the fucking space anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway, uh, you know, as always, if you want to join in on the conversation with us, you can tweet at us, at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. There he is. And uh, you can also follow us on our social media. So the last thing we're going to do tonight is uh, we're going to redo, even though it, it, it happened, but it didn't happen on our alleged episode that, that didn't happen. Um where uh, where we did our promo battle, our pun promo battle. So we're going to do that tonight. We're going to close out the show. I, I need that. you to angry tweet uh, L-I-V, uh, G-I-M-M-I-C-K, whatever, uh, to let them know that this is a fucking tragedy that I already defended my belt and now I have to defend it again. Hold on, hold on. First of all, y- y- anything you just said just basically – 
gets thrown out the window. The fact that you, after 200 plus episodes of this show and, and me saying the Twitter handle and you chiming in with your M O U S E, not knowing what it is at this point gets you canceled. I'm not going to lie. I'm, per- I'm pretty sure he said, he said live gimmicks. <laughs> I said live gimmick. I think I forgot the uh, Y-O-U-R part. So, so no. I'm not gonna lie. I usually don't listen to the words. I just listen to like the the M I C K E Y, and then I go M O U S E. Okay. He's just waiting for. He's just waiting for the K. Yeah, I'm just. I'm says, just waiting. I'm just waiting for the end of it for that last yeah. little bit of the tune. For like me to... Jason, you could the same. You know, you could spell out Mike's piece of shit, and he's not listening. Yeah, <laughs> just, you, really, you could. You could. You could spell out like fucking dick muncher or something, and as long as there was a K at the end, I'd be like M O U S E. You can follow us at Mike's a bitch. M I C I S B I T C K. M O U S E. Of course, we're still trying to figure out your your terrible spelling. No, I don't think half K, those. So that's why I threw it in there. I don't think half of those were even uh, English letters, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. As I was saying, we also have other social media accounts like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. So feel free to follow us and, and subscribe and and join us on there as well. But anyway, just to get started, the first thing we need to talk about is MJF from Dynamite. Oh, man, the bar is high. You know, and so I, I tweeted this out and, and everybody called Punk, Punk's Pipe pipe bomb promo it was a pipe bomb right mjf just Mm -hmm. just dropped a nuke in the ring like that was that that promo went completely nuclear and the response from AEW has been very similar to wwe it was sasha and naomi right they're basically radio silent they're cutting them off now Mm. the response hasn't been the same in the fact that they're not talking about it on every broadcast that they have but they're cutting them out of everything cutting them out of everything right they took them off okay the, the i was say because WWE has not been silent they know shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up yeah, about yeah. it yeah and that's why that's why i thought that was that's why i think that one is a work and we discussed that last week right but with this one i i think it's still a storyline like i feel like it's them saying oh wwe's doing this we're gonna do it one better but there has to be a little truth in there or else it wouldn't have come across as good as it did. Like you could really sense yeah. the passion and what he was saying. And he was making some valid points, very similar to pipe punks, pipe bomb promo. Like he just went out pipe there bra? and pipe, pipe bomb. What what I say? You said pipe bra bomb. Pipe, bah, pipe, bah, 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 bah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so very similar to punks, pipe bomb. Pipe, promo. pipe Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the pun promo. Calm down. Well, that's what we did on the fucking show that, you know, never happened. Now right? Which that one? Was... Now I'm thinking Braun Strowman joined Judgment Day. Anyway, so um, the... Uh, Maybe. Judge your own narrative. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, that promo, though, you know, that was very much him just giving a live mic and say, go out and say what you want to say. So maybe maybe Tony Khan did something similar. Now, the, the part of it that, that bothers me, though, and the part of it that, that kind of – and I'll let you guys kind of chime in your two cents, but I just want to get this out. The part of it that, that has me thinking, oh, this has to be a story, is that there was executives from Discovery there because they're in discussions with AEW on, one, renewing the contract, and, two, possibly putting them on one of their streaming services. If you're Tony Khan and you have an employee that has a grievance – and you have these executives there that are basically judging your company and how it's run. Are you going to give a live microphone to a guy that has been known to say whatever the hell he wants without having any control over it? Uh, I feel like that would be pretty stupid of him to do. It would be, but it's Tony fucking Khan. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Tony Khan doesn't give a shit. He's like, my daddy's money will find me a new network. I don't need you. Yeah, the only my thing daddy I, will build me my own streaming service. Yes, <laughs> the only thing I heard on it was um, it was an agreement to basically go out do a worked shoot promo between Tony and MJF. They had everything, but from what I heard, that how his mic cut off, it was supposed to happen like three way minutes. Sooner. Yeah, way sooner. 
So it didn't happen. So MJF, I guess, just got caught up in the moment and MJF just like, you're a fucking Mark, you I piece mean, of shit. Yeah. And oh, then he, it he got cut got off. Ca- he definitely got caught up in the moment. That is for damn. Oh shit. yeah. I mean, um, I guess, oh, yeah. and I guess the thing with Punk coming out like was planned too. Like that wasn't like a. Even you know, it happened off camera, like that was something. Yeah, that, yeah. but that was that was that was planned. Like that was supposed to happen. So yeah, I did. Did you, did you see MJF when he was like a fan was trying to take a picture of him? He just slapped the fucking fan's phone out of his hand, like yeah. walking out. Like, uh, yeah, he. He's this, I mean, it, I just the last like five days in the wrestling business have been fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because I know, and I know we're going to get to last night here in a second, but like, my God, and even tonight a little bit too, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it really has been. And that, that promo kind of, you know, it, it kicked it all off. Yeah. In a way it, it did kick it all off. And, and you know, I watched all of Dynamite, but I really can't tell you too much that happened on Dynamite outside of that. I, I mean, other than the Same. Punk Punk and FTR opening the show and Punk jumping in the crowd and breaking his foot like an idiot. Like, I mean, that was I mean, that was, that was a cool moment to see him come out and, and tag with FTR. And, and the tweet that he had, too, did you I, like because I don't know if people were questioning it because they fought against each other when, during the whole MJF storyline. But Punk basically Shit, said... Because they're still part of Pinnacle. No, they're not. So they're supposed to be heels. No, they dumped totally Blanchard, and they haven't been a part of Pinnacle in a while now. Yeah, it's Pinnacle been a while. Pinnacle really isn't a thing. It's it's really just MJF and and Sean now. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody else is gone. I guess maybe because they never like said they were done with Pinnacle, people just assumed they just dumped Blanchard, but that was it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. There was a backstage thing they did a long time ago. Uh-huh. It was like one of their backstage vignettes. I... Like one of the few things I remember actually watching the last like three months of AEW, but they actually did like um, maybe they did, but if they did, then like the like wrestling news stuff like that I used to catch up on stuff clearly didn't see it either because even they were like this makes no sense because you know they're supposed to be heels but they're working with CM Punk who is very clearly a face yeah which I think I think they're I think they're more along lines of they've kind of turned faces without like mm-hmm. acknowledging it. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like the, the crowd has just been so favorable with them lately that it, it, they're just kind of going with the flow. Like they're still, being and I think them, it, it, they're just, they're just the crowd. They're just getting a better crowd response. Yeah. And they're the, they're just more and more into like, now they're, I mean, their in work has always been amazing, but like, I, I think you're starting to see their passion more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's just, what's gotten uh, fans even more behind them. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. But then Punk um, tweeted out something like, um, he said there was, a, there was this, uh, this area that he went to like ride his bike when he was a kid. And when he first got there, there was these two boys there and they didn't want him riding his bike there. So they got into a fight and they, you know, bloodied lip, bloodied eyes, bruises. He said, but then from that day forward, he went back to that hill and rode with those guys for the remainder of the summer, and they became really good friends. And he kind of, he kind of correlated that into him teaming with FTR, which I thought that was kind of cool. I did that on the back end, but mm-hmm. but yeah, before the match started, though, he did his little stage dive into the Chicago crowd, which he's he's been known to do, and he looked like he landed a little awkwardly to me. And it was Chicago. Yeah, it was in Chicago. I think that was in Chicago, wasn't it? I thought in they were Chicago? in L.A. They're oh, LA. no, that's right. They were at the Forum. My bad. Yeah, you're, you're yeah thinking, that was their, thinking, my fault. I was that was about their the, first yeah, LA show, so yeah. they were like, look at us, we're in LA. You're right. Yeah. My bad. So he was in the LA Forum. So he jumped in the crowd at the LA Forum and got his foot. I, I, I don't. So I don't know if that's where he broke his foot. There's a lot of speculation. Like, Michael, you're telling me about that earlier, that that's, that's where it might have happened. But, yeah, apparently he broke his foot, and he's going to miss some time because he has to have surgery on it. So I'm – this whole thing with the title. Yeah. So he, he's still the champion. He's still the champion, but they're it's, 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 it's just like they did with the TNT title. But yeah. now I, I am confused as to who is challenging. Cause okay, it seems okay, like there's okay. like five different scenarios. So, I know Moxley's so, a part some, of it. Somebody, somebody on my Facebook group said, can somebody please explain to me this in football? Yes. References? So this is how I did it. Okay. <laughs> I said, John Moxley, 
the Cincinnati Bengals are in the AFC championship game. Okay. And then you have a whole lot of other teams that are on the bumble bubble that are going to be fighting to face Moxley in that AFC championship game, which is the battle Royal. They're going to have this week on dynamite. Okay. Now on the other side, on the NFC side of things, those two teams have already made it to the championship game. So you got the Rams, which are Tanahashi. And then you got the Cowboys, which are the other guy they're going to be facing at a new Japan pay-per-view. And the winner of that will then face Moxley to be the interim champion at forbidden door. And then whoever wins that match will then be the interim champion until punk is healthy. And then. So it sounds to me like it sounds to me like it's set enough to be Tanahashi versus Moxley. Basically, yeah, because that, that's it was supposed to be Tanahashi and Punk, so that only makes sense, you know. Yeah, which then makes me wonder: is it going to be him winning it, and then him versus Punk, title for title? Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, the to put the interim AEW championship on a New Japan guy. Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense that. if it's not considered the legitimate champion. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. I mean, honestly, although like, a Moxley, a Moxley, a Moxley Punk match would be. Moxley you know, would, be awesome. would be, um, I did hear, did you guys hear another, I guess, I think it's almost a confirmed match for, for Forbidden Door is, uh, Hangman Page, uh, versus Okada. Really? Yeah. So I, I heard that that was planned, but it wasn't going forward. Oh, well. Okay. The last I heard, last I heard that that was, a yeah, I thought that someone, one of the, many fucking dirt sheets came out and was like that was the plan but then when they decide to put the title on punk that they decide not to do it or something like that i don't know yeah we'll see they don't know shit man like they're <laughs> uh but regardless back back to where we started with uh mjf i just want you to hear what you if you guys have any idea what would be the end game with this like what was the point of that promo that was that was my other thought because somebody had said something about it, you know, being a story between him and Tony Khan. I'm like, well, where's the end game to to, to your point? Where's the end game to that? They're not going to have a match. Tony Khan's not going to yeah. step in the ring. I mean, if he does, Tony Khan can't fucking cut a promo, let alone step in the ring. Yeah, he doesn't have the mic skills <laughs> to keep up with him, and and he's not going to step in the ring. So that would just unless he's just going to throw like challenge after challenge after challenge at him, which is going to the the only thing to a huge baby face. The only thing I can think of is somehow MJF will find his way to become interim champion. He would have to because win the Royal, but he, well, like, I mean, yeah, he's not on the roster now, though. Yeah, but it is, it is, it, it is professional wrestling, and rules fucking change by the minute. So right. I'm yeah, sure there's a way. Rules change in the he, same he'll, night. He'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll debut wearing a, or he'll steal like a mask from somebody. Like a oh my or, god, if he comes out as like L F J M or something like that, L Maxwell, L Maxwell. L. Maxwell. <laughs> Uh, or he'll be like Grand Metal Leak or something like that, and like just wear his stuff. Or... But I'm, but I'm even fine with them. Like, if, if if this is like a part of their like those two, like similar to a Brian Pillman like work shoot, like Pillman and Bischoff had everybody worked so well. Yeah, but Bischoff but got they, worked. <laughs> yeah, but Bischoff got worked. Yes, he, he got worked into a work. Yeah. So if which I'm not going to say it's going to go that far, but they're still like in cahoots with everything. Like to me, it would be just leave MJ off MJ off for like a while. Mm-hmm. Um, MJ off is what he calls it when he gets a happy ending. Yes. <laughs> MJ off is the title of this episode. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think how-, how does that even make sense? <laughs> MJ off me. <laughs> Uh, we're going to MJ off right out of here. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I, he does need to be gone for a little while. And I, th- I think that was part of the problem when, when WWE did this with punk. Now, grant you at the time that punk cut the promo, he didn't have a contract. Now he had the contract yeah. prior to going into the money in the bank match. But part of my thing with, with that is I wish they would have kept him off camera longer. Like that. Well, you know, keep him off for a long period of time and, and let that build and, you know, before bringing him back, and I, I think that's what they need to do with MJF here. Who who was it? Um, 
believe it or not, Shane Douglas, I was watching one of his shoot interviews, and he actually had a good point when it came to Punk and that whole storyline. He's like, if I were them, like, I would have, like, filed something in local court to get the title back. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you could do certain things to a certain point where people are going to, it would be believable, but it's like, it's all in-house. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm filing a civic suit for the belt back and, you know, this or that, and I'm using your real name or whatever. Like, so he had a good point to this. So if they, if, if it's something, you know, that's that's what they should have done with that storyline. Like, now they can't really they can't really do that with the, this one, but like I'm sure they could think of something. That's like Macho Man fa- filing for a legal separation from Elizabeth when they were still married, just to make people believe that they were were broken up. Like when they when they had that on screen breakup and stuff mm-hmm. like that when he turned heel. Like that's mm-hmm. you know commitment to that level is would be would be pretty crazy for them to to do something like that or or like if they were to file some sort of suit against MJF for you know what he said on TV like basically you know what I mean like or fine him for using the f word <laughs> yeah or I mean like when the Sandman um when he uh got blinded in ECW back in the early days of ECW like Tommy Dreamer like hit him in the eye with a cane mm-hmm. like he he never left his house. Yeah, because and if he did, like he like acted like he was blind. Yeah, like Chris Ad- Chris Adams did something like that back in the old uh, Texas days. Like he got blinded and like he the same thing. Like you know, I, which I love. Like that. I mean, that's fucking like in your gimmick. Yeah, or like when Matt Hardy went broken, like he was broken everywhere he went, not just when he was. Mm-hmm. In- mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be it's interesting to to kind of see what they're gonna go with with from here and you know and really the one thing that did quiet out a lot over this was the whole Sasha and Naomi thing like this really kind of stole the thunder from that so if this was a storyline that WWE was doing from that the the MJF angle has sucked all of the air out of that like there's just Mm -hmm. you know WWE to their credit to on any of the shows that I watched this week did not mention it so they've stopped talking about it on camera and they stopped talking. Yeah. About, I'm really. Have you heard anything else about the tag title tournament? No, I know they, they had that yeah, one mention. Like, they pa- they paused it for now and said it was gonna. Mm-hmm. You know they're gonna figure it out later or something like that. But yeah, it's man, that's it, it's it's a shame that they they are not doing something with that. But they just don't have a lot of women established tag teams and their women's roster isn't all that deep right now. I yeah, feel like I feel they like fired they, everyone. I feel like they need to unify. The, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship before they can bring back the Tag Championship. I think if they have a unified World Championship and then you don't have I mean, two groups of I women mean, going after that, then you could have the tag titles easier. I mean, two of your two of your women wrestlers are fighting over the 24-7 title. You know what I mean? So it's right, like... That's true, yeah. Where they should be... You know what I mean? Like, why not make those two a tag team? Right. I mean, you throw everybody else together, but like in the end of the day, I think like that would be... A, pretty good pair like a, they don't like each other but mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's i mean get like along. every other female tag team that they do exactly <laughs> yeah pretty much all right so anything like, else? oh sasha naomi oh anything else i, can on have, the, I have blue hair you have green hair <laughs> anything else on the mjf thing before we move on to helena cell uh um, i mean punk's promo on rampage was was pretty good um you know, sucks that he's got to relinquish the title for a little bit, but that kind of killed the momentum of Rampage. Rampage ratings was terrible. I think they did like four hundred thousand or something like that. It was not great. Mike, how bad do you think Jason wanted to sue MJF when he said "fucking Mark"? That's that's <laughs> that's my yeah. That's my thing. You, you got me. You're you should have tweeted. You're the, the, the Undertaker, gimmick. huh? You yeah. should have tweeted at the Undertaker and been like, "I need to take uh, MJF to wrestlers' court." <laughs> gimmick infringement you need to i wonder i wonder if there's like a gif of him like saying fucking mark so every time jason he could just have it saved yep. in his in his replies <laughs> so when somebody says something he just replies with that i i just like your cause you're accusing me of gimmick infringement when you're on here dressed like pat mcafee i'm just just saying hey man don't be jealous it's not black though it's gray so i've seen him wear gray <laughs> i have two that's why i didn't mean oh okay <laughs> Actually, when pretty he sure he was, he was wearing gray yeah, on the most I, recent episode. Pretty sure. And I think when he competed in NXT, he wore a gray one. 
Yeah. The for the brand one, I think, was great. Mm. I'm just waiting for Mike to be like, listen, you're lucky I'm wearing fucking any clothes at all. I got swamp ass out, yeah. out the yin yang. Go Some fuck of us don't, don't have the, the joy of air conditioner, Jason. I mean, it is pretty cold. I got my blanket. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin snuggling up, about to go to sleep. You got Michael with his with his tank top showing off his guns. <laughs> you know, fuck both of you, fucking marks. <laughs> one lives in Arizona, the other one lives in Ohio. <laughs> Well, I guess it makes sense for the Ohio guy to be under a blanket, even in the middle of June. Um, all right, so Hell in a Cell last night, I, you know, it kicked off with the Raw Women's Championship triple threat match. What a fucking match to open the show. Did you guys watch this at all? Like, am I alone here with this one? Um, I, I thought it was a fantastic match. Absolutely amazing. I saw bits and pieces of it. And it looked good. I uh, I I mean, God, I I don't want to say top. I mean, it's one of the top matches of the year so far. Yeah, I know. I know it's been only what six months or five months, but and that's half the year. Yeah, I mean, by far for half the year. Like, I mean, we'll get to other matches, but like, absolutely amazing. Like, just the pacing was good. Um, it started a little like with a couple of the, like spots, whatever. But like once the match got going, and all the breakups and um, were timed so well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, perfect. But like they were all like, you know, the crowd was into it. So yeah, it was it was it was a banger. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody on fucking social media. I mean, Sean's. I think it was Sean Spears. Yeah, Sean Spears actually had all. He he commented yeah. on almost the entire pay per view. <laughs> yeah, but he's but he was saying like he's like there's like he almost was like there's no three better women like right now mm-hmm. like that or you know what I mean or I say better a, have added something otherwise wife would be like hey I may be retired but go fuck yourself. Well, you know what I mean like. I'm, I thought the uh, the Iconics or Inspiration or whatever they were called uh, announced their retirement a few months back. Oh, I didn't see I that. Think, I, yeah, I heard that. So she's, Yeah, because the, cause they or, both or going have be. started like some businesses and also focusing on their modeling and OnlyFans and all that shit. So they're making more money than they would at Impact, I guess. That just mm-hmm. tells me right there that she makes that much fucking money on her OnlyFans that she does not have to wrestle. And she's like, yeah, I'll just keep showing off my body. <laughs> Yeah, hell, if I, if I could just be like, here's here's my titties and and not take any bumps, why not? That picture that she posted where she was like topless, like laying on a rock, which was like from far out, like literally broke, I think, the internet wrestling community fanboys. Like they were just like, <gasps> like it was. It, they were speechless because they were too busy nutting. <laughs> They're MJ offing. <laughs> <laughs> They're MJ often. <laughs> MJ often. Um, yeah. So the, uh, that they're, match... they're Brad. They're Brad Maddox all over the replica belts. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sam Aguari now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of Sammy and and Tay, they got engaged over the weekend in Paris. Congratulations. Yeah. To fuck them. them. <laughs> Took my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll never get to fuck her. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> What about Pam? Yeah, poor Pam. <laughs> you don't fucking know Pam, all right? Just leave <laughs> Pam's name out of your mouth. Uh, so the second ma- the second match on the card <laughs> was still my favorite line of this show ever. <laughs> you don't fucking know Pam. So the second match on the card was Bobby Lashley versus MJF and Omos. It was a it was a um, handicap. I guess match. who? Omos. Who was the first person? Oh, did I say MJF? MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it was an M and then a three letters, and I just uh, oh my god, I have MJF on the brain. I was so. like, I know that they they're kayfabe firing him, but damn, I didn't realize he jumped back into the nope, the E that bad. quickly. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Like I need to go back and watch Hell in a Cell. No, MVP and Omos took on Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, oh god, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> you got that Bobby Lashley match? It's just fucked. <laughs> the Bobby Lashley and the MJ Omos. That's that's a hell of a match. That's a, that's a ten star Tokyo Dome you got there. 
<laughs> God damn. Whew. All right. I can't breathe. So Bobby Lashley and Omos with MVP <laughs> went up against each other in a handicap match at Hell in a Cell. I'll be honest with you. I didn't hate it. Just like the match that they had at WrestleMania, I didn't hate it. Now, MVP carried the match. He took a lot of bumps. He was the bump and feed guy. You had a little bit of an interference with Cedric Alexander, who apparently decided he no longer wanted to reform the Hurt Business. He wanted to go off on his own. He had a little backstage thing with Bobby. It was a little weird, though. So so he later on in the night, you see Cedric Alexander. Bobby's walking past him, and he, like, stops him, and... He was like, hey, man, you know, I, I, I saw you out there. And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I, I'm tired of being drug along. I decided I wanted to stand up and stand on my own two feet. I'm tired of, like, trying to live in the past. And Bobby was like, that's good, man. I really appreciate that. But, hey, if you enter, ever interfere in one of my matches again, I'm going to take you out or something like that. Like, But then he fist bumped him and smiled and walked away. Like, he helped you win. Then you got to be a dick about it. <laughs> it was like, just I'm a weird baby lash that ass. Yeah, it was just a weird segment. But and, and Cedric really, I guess, didn't do a lot. He just basically jumped and got swatted by Omos. It just gave Bobby enough time to hit him with the spear and then get get mm-hmm. uh, MVP in the hurt lock. But I mean, uh, overall, I thought the match was fun, though. I mean, it was it was a car crash. You know, Omos did that Braun Strowman spot where he like, you know, did the chugga 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 around Choo-choo. the. Yeah, around the outside and, and blasted them through the barricade. But Well, he's going to get released in a year and a half. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, you can't really do a lot with the guy. Um, but, I mean, they got rid of a guy who was slightly smaller than him, but way more talented. So, Did you watch this one, Kevin? What did you think? I know Mike didn't um, watch it, so I'm not even going to bask him. <laughs> yeah, bits and pieces. I mean, I kind of wa- watched the spot where he – him to the barricade then i had to do a piss break and then i came back and saw the end of it and yeah i mean it was okay it was you know it, it served its purpose again and mm-hmm. it, it in the end like it made you know lashley look good and it always you know you protect omos right no i agree with you i mean they, they did a good job by, by doing that uh all right well that's enough about that one c plus from bleacher report on that one then we got Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. And, man, this match, the story going into this has just been so much fun. I mean, Kevin Owens has done a great job of uh, a great job of being that paranoid guy. The, the thing he did with Sami Zayn on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys saw that, but he had Sam, Sami Zayn on the KO show, and they, they basically started off the whole interview by, you know, apologizing to each other for not being there for one another and their past like fights and, you know, becoming friends again. But then they kind of transitioned into Kevin calling him delusional for thinking Sammy thinking he was a part of the bloodline. And then Sammy got pissed and started saying that Elias or Ezekiel is Ezekiel, not Elias. And it it just turned into them fighting again. And (laughs) it was actually really funny, but I'll I'll say like Kevin Owens is like, making the best out of this you know what i mean like yeah like he like he could totally be like this is fucking stupid why am i not like a main event spot but like he's making it a main event like his main event spot he made you care about the match he really did yeah and and he got the win too which i was honestly kind of surprised but i guess yeah a clean like a clean win yeah Yeah. but i guess after the whole stone cold thing you got to start rebuilding owens and maybe this is a way to start but Hopefully, like, I feel like the story has run its course, though, so hopefully this ends. But then the question then begins, what's next for Ezekiel? Probably nothing, because he's great in, like, the the comedy role and, like, the build-up, but the matches just don't seem to, it's, to the, really the do much. The match was good. He's good in Yeah, ring. but... But I like, will st- I, I will he's say good, like, but he's doesn't. He's not compelling. Like, there's nothing about that match where I was like, "Oh my god, that was you know a potential match of the night." Like, can't it? Like, he even the crowd. Like during his matches, the crowd isn't as hot as like they they could be for you know a really good match. It, it does seem like without because I didn't hear I just had it on mute, but it does seem like some of it continued tonight. Not a lot, but th- something did happen tonight. So. Gotcha. Looks like they are still continuing a little bit. Well, it makes sense because they also didn't do anything at the like Owens beats him and then he doesn't like 
prove that he's Elias. He doesn't. Nothing happened. He yeah. just walked away. He just walked away. He looked at the camera as he was pinning him and goes, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. That was a nice touch. Uh, but I mean, the Bleacher Report gave the match a B plus, and I would say I would. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd go B plus. I'd maybe give it like a solid B. Um, I mean, it was a it was a good back and forth match. It was an entertaining match, and the story going into it was entertaining. I was a little surprised by the clean win, but I mean, it's Kevin Owens. I mean, the guy's yeah. a main eventer, and Ezekiel's not there yet. So, based off that logic, it does make sense. Um, then we got what I thought was one of the best matches in the night, the, uh, six man tag, well, six person tag between judgment day, AJ Finn and Liv Morgan. I love who's AJ Finn, AJ Finn and Liv Morgan. Oh, I thought AJ Finn, like, I thought maybe they did like a little dance and like combined or something. No, no, no. Both separate people. They all had separate entrances. Judgment day's entrance, by the way, fucking awesome. When you got, Rhea appearing and then Priest appearing and then Edge in the middle and then they all like that's so fucking cool man and the music is awesome the whole presentation is great I love that they had the matching gear although Rhea's top didn't really match that well also I want to know who convinced Rhea to lose the pants like holy shit I was not expecting that I guess she lost some of her gear though I guess did you hear that oh she lost some of her gear yeah so she kind of had to just like was she wearing Liv? See what was backstage. Was she wearing Liv Morgan's bottoms? Because those totally look like something Liv Morgan would wear. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I think it's like she's kind of going to that look because like tonight, she, like she's wrestling right now. She has yeah. like the shorts and stuff, but like her top's not the same. But I guess she lost something or whatever. So like whatever they had like backstage, they just kind of put something together. Gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. That makes sense. Although I like the new look. Like yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the like show show off her tattoos and yeah, stuff. The leg you know. Yeah, that's what you're that's what you like her showing off is her leg tattoos. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Jason's gonna tweet at you and be like, She has tattoos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she has tattoos on her leg. This is gimmick minute. I'm horny. <laughs> it's gimmick minute because uh, you know, only lasts that long. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> Look at Pat McAfee there with the jokes. I love it. <laughs> For the brand, baby. Adam <laughs> Cole's a little bitch. Nerdy Pat McAfee with the glasses on. I'll um, take it. All right. Let's see. But yeah, I, I thought the match was great, though. I mean, what did you guys think of the match? I mean, I I, I liked it. I, I Man, AJ, though, getting busted open the hard way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple people... Uh, uh, Ezekiel got busted open the hard way when he hit the pole, and then uh, AJ. I feel like somebody else did too before the night was over. But yeah, I think there was one other person. But yeah, like uh, what they build that thing out of razor blades now. Like yeah, it's yeah. Those, uh, it's yeah, no, yeah, AJ got. I think AJ's was like like a good like yeah like like, like, like Ezekiel's was just like a little raspberry yeah. kind of thing. Where, yeah. But like AJ's was actually like yeah. slowing out. Yeah. Like there, there's a a shot of AJ like he's on the floor and he's like calling for the ref, and you just see it like trickling down his head in like multiple spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really wasn't much a part of the match after that happened. Like he came in, I think, for maybe one or two spots, but then it was back out to the floor to get taken care of by the doctor. So. I, I, that, that the match probably could have been a little bit better had that not happened, but I mean it was still it was still it was still a lot of fun. It was still a really good match. I I love Judgment yeah. Day. I love the presentation, and apparently I'm gonna love them even more here after I watch Raw. So. Oh, you you just wait. You just <laughs> wait. You just hide and wait. Hide you don't want wait. none. <laughs> Dude, I want. I'm. A, I'm. A... <laughs> Fuck <Huh>? you. <laughs> what do you say? I said you don't want none. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, I feel you know. I I feel like Jason needs to like maybe once we get done with the promo battle before we wrap the show up, he needs to just fast forward to it, and we just watch his live reaction. Or or we could do it off air. We don't have to do it on air. But I say I'm not trying to be here like all night, bro. Yeah, Michael wants to go. To okay. Bed. I need a shower too, so I'm why well, fucking do? All right, well, let's just end the fucking show right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> you gotta tell me twice now. Um, I, right. I might exist that way. I don't know where it's going. So moving on past that, now we got Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss, which I feel like they're either gonna drop Madcap or Moss at some point in time. I feel like they just want to call him Madcap. 
I thought they did drop. Good. No, they still. He still was billed as Madcap Moss. Like his Titan Tron entrance still said Madcap Moss. This match, no holds barred match, was good. I mean, it needed that no holds barred gimmick. I think to make people care a little bit. Uh, Madcap is starting to get the crowd on his side. It seemed like the crowd was. They were a little hot and cold for the match, but you know they came alive at the right times when they needed to come alive. I thought both of them worked pretty pretty stiff with each other too, which, which added to the authenticity of it being a no holds barred match. And overall I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it served its purpose and it got, it got madcap kind of to that next level. Now, similarly to some of the other stories, I kind of hope this one dies out now and they move on to other people. I, you know, I, I think after I mean, it better if they're popping off. blue shoes before the match, oh, why would they pop? What? You said they worked really stiff. Oh God! <laughs> well, we're not, well, you they're know. not sponsoring the show, so we don't need to drop in Bluetooth advertisements. <laughs> Bluetooth advertisements. Bluetooth advertisements. <laughs> Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Check to your phone with your boner. Yeah, you look like a really hard dick. <laughs> and you really want to connect to your iPhone? Well, do we have the solution for you? Oh God! All right, so. But yeah, I thought I'm not gonna lie. I, I I fell asleep like during this match, and I fell asleep for the rest of the show. I did go back and watch the main event, yeah. but I did not uh, go back and watch these this one or uh, this one put the you US. Out, huh? Um, I was starting to fall asleep right before this a little bit, and then I was, you- and then I I literally woke up at the very 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 end, like last like 20 seconds, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see how this one this one ended though? I, I did see Corbin like get stretchered out or whatever. Yeah, Moss put his head in a chair and then dropped the steps on it. Oh, that's very <laughs> baby face like. Well, I bet that's but Corbin did that to him with Andre the Giant Trophy a couple weeks ago in SmackDown. It doesn't matter. Babyface doesn't do that. Babyface no takes whole, the high road. No, nah, man, match. that's how it works, kids. If someone punches you in the face, you stab them in the eye. That's right. Mama didn't raise no bitch. Yeah, I have respect for Madcap. But, no, overall it was a good match. And then we got Theory versus Ali, which, you know, they they really played up Ali being from Chicago, and it was a solid match. But with Theory getting the win, it's just another more, more heat on Theory. And poor Ali doing some jobs to theory. I mean, at least he's in the United States championship match. I guess, I guess you can give him that. I'm just shocked. They got him off the couch to put over theory. Well, I mean, they, they got him in. He did an interview with, he was on after the bell and he talked a little bit about it. And he said, he said, my problem, my problem was, or the, what my, what my issue is, is that I care too much. Like I think too much about how things should be. He goes, and I spent way too much of my time constantly, like even like not even pitching things for him, but for like other people. And he said, like, I was watching everything. I was like seeing all these different things. I'm like, oh, this person should be doing this. This person should be doing this. And he goes, and I kind of burnt myself out on the fact that like things weren't happening the way I thought they should be happening. So I was getting frustrated. He said, you know, the time off that I had, what I kind of learned and what I realized is that I can just control what I can control and not really stress about it, and I'm just going to go out there, and whatever I get, I'm just going to make it work to the best of my ability. And that's kind of the mindset he has now and why he decided to come back. So I, I don't know so much about, you know, if, if it was anything, you know, that they did or they said, or, you know, I don't think he's, you know, being punished or anything like that, but it just seems like he's he's just kind of rolling with the punches now and just doing kind of whatever. And he, he said, he'll speak up if it's something that pertains to his character, but if it's not something that pertains to his character, he's going to kind of just let it be. And he goes, he's like, I kind of stopped watching, you know, NXT and stopped watching other things. Cause I was like, I have three kids now. Like I, I need to think about other things other than wrestling. And I was obsessing about wrestling like 24 seven. And it just kind of, it kind of warped his mind a little bit. It's kind of the way, basically kind of the way that he described what he was going through during that time. But, but that was also on a WWE produced show too. So who knows? Yeah. Gotta. I I mean, as much as, I I, I mean, I doubt Vince McMahon's listening to after the bell, but you know, it's, (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Hey man, everything stops with Vince. Yeah, definitely. So I guess if he wasn't watching one of his stooges were, 
But, it, I mean, it was a good kind of let up, though. And they, and they walked in after the interview, and they are like, you know what, Ollie? You don't dress slutty enough. <laughs> dress like Mandy Rose. It was a solid match, and, the, and it was a good let up, though, for the main event, which was Hell in a Cell. Now, one thing I will say I liked this year is that there was only one Hell in a Cell match. It made it feel special, and it was the best story going into it as well. Every other match on the card had its own little stakes it had its own little um speaking of which i do want to go back and talk about nxt in your house that happened on saturday too here in a minute but it had its, uh, i just want just one match i just want to talk about one thing from it but it, it all had its it all had its um you know every other match had its its own thing going on and there was only the one hell in the cell but man the performance that cody rhodes put on in that match i mean when he took his jacket off like, oh yeah, the fans. The <laughs> fans, you know, me, my daughter, <laughs> my nephew Caleb, we're all like, oh, oh, shit. And even Lily at times during the match was like, Dad, I this is uncomfortable to watch. Like I like this is hard for me to like watch him do. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, I I feel like I, I know what you what you're saying because it kind of is like that. You could obviously tell the guy's in pain. I mean, his arm. It, the bruise was one thing, but the swelling on his chest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, his, his arm. Bicep, you couldn't like, tell the difference between his bicep and his shoulder. Yeah, it was all like one thing. Even down into his forearm was swollen. Mm-hmm. Well, when was, Seth was, when Seth was stabbing him with the kendo oh, stick. Oh no! Oh my! But like, God. but 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 it was like. You know, I mean, it was like a you know a push a indentation, like a normal like you know somebody who's built with a peck does not push down like that far. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, you know, a he must have been on some fucking awesome painkillers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but B like not only Cody, but I give Seth Rollins so much yeah. credit yeah. for a protecting the shit out of Cody and B just. Bumping like a boss, you know, and, and Cody did too. But like those two I mean, just put on through a table. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine if Cody was healthy. Oh yeah, how much oh, more? Yeah. How much more they would have done? They, they probably, they probably would, have. would have gotten outside and climbed up on top of the cage if Cody was. Oh healthy. yeah, I mean, but but like, if that's not a five star match, I don't know what yeah. is. You know, I mean, with or without the injury. Yeah, but I you mean, add in the injury. It was just, it was incredibly impressive what he was able to accomplish. But just, but just, the, but, but sorry, just real quick, but just the story of everything. Mm-hmm. The bull, the, the dressing like Dusty. Yeah. Is it a homage or yeah. is it a mockery? And then putting on the jacket, the, the Cody bringing out the bull rope, like, and just like Cody, and you know, the, the pedigrees, the sledgehammer, the stories, just the history, just absolutely amazing. Like, I know we talked about the women's match earlier. Like to me, I had to really go back and think. There, there are a couple matches, but like this is like top three, four match of the year by far. And Mike is like fed up with me and just left, and now he's back. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Michael. So yeah, uh, speaking of you know the sledgehammers and the pedigree, can we just talk about the gimmick infringement here? Like Cody just straight up. I mean, first he tears his pec. Gets all bruised up like Triple H. Then he comes out. He fucking uses the pedigree. He ends up with a sledgehammer. He's in a hell in a cell. Like, Jesus Christ. Taker's going to have to come out of retirement just to have a fucking wrestling court. Oh, my God. Cody should have spit the water out. <laughs> into Seth's face or into yeah. Seth's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, into his asshole. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> He's like, you like that polka dots, bitch? Yeah. I mean, just the troll, troll Seth coming out with the polka dots. Like, that was... It's his new finisher. Yeah. Water in the asshole. Oh, God. An enema. What those... you, you an no, enema no, no. What's the, thing for the to- what's the thing for the toilets? Uh, the... Bidet. Uh, bidet. The bidet. The bidet. <laughs> Instead of dropping and doing the uppercut, he goes <laughs> <laughs> right in their asshole. <laughs> he doesn't need a shoulder for that or a bicep for that or pec for that. <laughs> oh my god. 
So I Casey, s- you are recording this episode. Right? Oh, it's it's totally recorded. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if if, yes, if it didn't, then we're not recording it again. I'm debating on whether or not I should do some heavy editing when this is all over. Uh, but anyway, the um, you know, just just overall though, yeah. I mean, it, it, they, there was some homages to Triple H, and <laughs> you pointed that out when we were playing Apex earlier too. That you were like, well, you know, wh- which one loves Triple H more? <laughs> or yeah, no, who's Triple H love more? Yeah. It was it was. <laughs> daddy issue central over here between the promos and the build-up and every fucking match having the teases of the pedigree like and then cody being like oh yeah triple h is my favorite wrestler and seth's like well he's my daddy go away yeah kind of but yeah and and to your point kevin when he pulled out the bull rope that that was a that was a real nice touch like that was that was something that really helped kind of give that extra little layer and also you know it protected him a little bit as well and then, and then when he hooked it up and Seth looked at him and he threw it at Seth and he's basically like, "Come on, motherfucker!" Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was like such a that was like yeah. such a like, "Oh shit, yeah." Seth's reaction um, when he took his jacket off too was great. So you know, Seth, of course, you got Seth trolling him with the whole dusty thing and, and and wearing the polka dots. But when when Cody took his jacket off and Seth just started laughing uncontrollably, looking at the mm-hmm. bruising and stuff like that, like that was that was a nice touch as well. Just the he was, you know, what Seth was saying when they went out when they switched the camera, he was like, Lance Storm never tore anything while he works out. <laughs> yeah, Did you see that Lance Storm tweeted out like, oh, I've been working out for forty one years and I never tore anything. Like, okay, Lance. NFL players Somebody. tear their pecs when they work out. Like it fucking happens, dude. Like, sorry. God. Like it, it, shit happens, man. Like that's that's a normal injury to get, and a lot of times it happens when people bench or do incline. Like it's a it's a very common injury. Oh my god! When you know what you need to do, thing. you need to respond to Lance's tweet and be like, "Well, have you ever broken your foot while jumping into a crowd?" <laughs> <laughs> And then call him a fucking Mark. Well, if I could be serious for a minute, Lance, you uh, not. I don't know, man. I, it just it just kind of stupid to me. And and I'll be honest with you too. To all the people that you know, and I know we've we've kind of poked fun, and I posted that meme in our chat. You know, if CM Punk CM Punk is legitimately injured, if his foot yeah. is injured so bad that he needs surgery, it's injured. And you know, it, and do I think that if because CM Punk, in, if that's when he injured his foot, he still wrestled that match. Now, grant you, it was a six man tag and it wasn't as involved as like a hell in the cell, but if he had done it the night before he was supposed to face hangman for AEW world championship, I fully 100% expect CM Punk to, to still get the match in the ring and, and, and have that if he's physically able to, and they're giving him the choice to go out and do it. Now that being said, like, so I, the people questioning punk's toughness for, you know, having a stub toe, you know that that's give the guy a break. You know what I mean? Like he's he's. And I know you say it, kidding, because you're the biggest, some Chicago guys, man. You're the, you're the biggest punk mark there is. But uh, you know, I I think I think it's I think some people with with that have gotten a little out of control because I, I you know I think punk is the type of guy that if 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 he were in that same situation, he, if if he was given from the choice, from still from he fucking worked with a staff infection the size of a fucking tennis ball on his hip for fucking two months straight. Yeah. And, and this is coming from people that if they had a little fucking hangnail, would be in the fucking hospital for yeah. a month. Like, Call give me a like that's Call off work with a runny nose. Fucking break. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just it was one of the all time performances, and it really capped off, like you said, a very crazy week. And there's also rumors that Brian Danielson is hurt, so there there might be some time that he's going to be taking off as well. Um, so is Adam Adam Cole's taking time off. Yeah. To heal up some stuff, I guess. So a lot of injuries so going on. MJF's right? promo took out all the WWE guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one part of his promo too, where he was like, "Oh, you don't oh, think right. I'm good because I work safe." It was actually kind of similar to to Miz when um, when Brian called him out on talking smack. Mm-hmm. It was very. It, it had a very similar feel to it. Like uh, yeah, like something just something triggered him and he yeah. just fucking went off right yeah he was like would you would you give me more money if i was an xwe guy that was a great line that was a really good line oh man and the fucking fans they were like oh shit he said the he said those three letters right yeah but but just like but also like the fucking uh jericho 
getting his head, you know, the haircut, and he's gonna have the hair versus hair match. I know we didn't talk about this. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that did that did happen. But 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 somebody said, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but somebody online said Jericho should lose the hair versus hair match, have his head shaved completely bald. I mean, come out the next week with a wig. A headgear? It, 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 no, with a wig and say, I grew my hair back because I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay. That would that. be great. Or if lie. you just start wearing a wizard hat around because he was trying yes. to wear his bald head, that would be great, too. A wizard hat that has built-in hair. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but, but I'm sure he's going to – but even if he ends up winning, you know that's coming next. He's going to start dressed like a fucking wizard. Yeah. Like from like – He's going to dress up like Kevin Nash. Yeah. Oz. Yeah, there you go. Oz. <laughs> There's a throwback. Right. Another line from the MJF promo uh, is where he's like, he talks about when you mentioned him saying, oh, because I work safe. Um, and he's like, I don't have to do all, all that fucking high spot bull feel. And I'm like, he's got a point. Yeah. I, I mean, he does. And and that's, and that's, that's very true. And, and that's not just an AEW problem. I feel like that's a wrestling problem in general these days, you know, and, and MJF is proof that the old way still works. You know, mm-hmm. people invest in the stories. People are invested in Wardlow because of the story that MJF has been telling. You know, Wardlow is a part of it as well, but MJF being but, the but heel without, is the catalyst without that story, it. Wardlow would not be the Hell fucking no. superstar he, he is right he now. Be, he would be Lance Archer. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean that that's that's what he would be. Now Wardlow is athletic. He's he's a he's a he's a very athletic big man, and he he can go in the ring. But and he's charismatic. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does have he does have some charisma to him. So I guess I guess I I won't say that. But he would be nowhere near the level he is right now if it wasn't. He, he would be him. booked as Lance Archer. Yeah, Without he'd be doubt. booked as just generic big man beats up generic small guy. And there's nobody else on the roster that could have transitioned the storyline the way that MJF did. I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. there's a few people, but they're all ex-WWE people. Yeah. So, what have it, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, it's literally like, what, Jericho? Yeah, Jericho. Maybe and, Punk? Maybe Punk, yeah. Jericho yeah. for sure, but that's that's really about it. Well, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say that, though, because Jericho kind of has that opportunity with Santana and Ortiz right now, and it, it hasn't really played out. But I guess that's because it's more of a group battle thing. Yeah, but, I feel like it's just because the fucking inner circle thing is so played out at this point because it's been such a fucking roller coaster of like great and then mediocre and great yeah. and then back to mediocre. And now they're breaking up. The point- so I think it's just people are burnt out on it versus like the MJF storyline. <sighs> It was like a subtle build to that point versus they haven't been long term selling this fucking split up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a you know, it was very well done. I mean, that's one of the things that they've done really well is is the storyline. They, they've done they did Hangman really well up until he won the championship and they, they did this Wardlow thing really well. But now that Wardlow's off on his own. How long? How do you carry? Are they going to be able to carry that momentum? Are they going to be able to build off of it and get him elevated to a different height? That's going to be the challenge, and especially if they're not going to have MJF around for a while, and it's just going to be Wardlow on his own. Now we're going to see what kind of chops he has. Is he going to be able to swing, sink, sink, or is he going to sink, or is he going to be able to swim on his own? And that that's going to be the that's going to be really what defines him going forward. Is is where didn't he, he win that weird giant? Uh, brass ring thing a while back. Yeah, he's supposed to have a TNT championship match. I was gonna say they need to yeah. cash in on that while he's white hot so that way you can have that and then he can transition into like an open challenge and he just squashes people every week. Yep, and yep. then you occasionally throw in someone who can give him a really good Kinda match. like what Miro did. Oh, Miro came mm-hmm. back too on, on Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. lost over that. Now things are starting to come back to me. He looked really good. Good for Miro. Oh, we got we got we got the blood and guts announcement. Yeah, which 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 would Brian be not, in now? Not quite as as fun as the uh, War Games. Yeah. No, it was funny um, that they had Regal do it though. But would Brian be in out? I'm guessing who's that? Uh, Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the same. No, guy. I. Um, yeah. yeah, I said yeah, I thought he looked like. Yeah, him. Wheeler Yuta would probably step in in that in that spot. I would, that would be my guess, but. Yeah, unless they find somebody else that that hates the the Jericho Appreciation Society, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not the same if Brian's out and he's not able to be a part of that match. But 
at the same time, if he's hurt, he's hurt. You got to get him out of there. But yeah, or if let's say maybe just make it a four on four. You know, yeah, do like Moxie Kingston and they could take some, Santana they could, they could take somebody. They could take out somebody from Jericho Appreciation, like beat him up or leave him bloody or something mm-hmm. like that. Like take out. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, like you, leave, you, you honestly, you leave Jake Hager probably out of the match yeah. just because a he could just be like on the outside mm-hmm. causing havoc, but like he could be the second, and like you got William Regal as the second. And like those other three guys can just get the shit kicked out of him. Probably also that way, for Hager if he's got an MMA fight coming up too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we've drowned this on long enough. Let's get to the promo battle so we can then end the show because it's been about an hour now and we've we've talked about everything and we've doubled back to MJF now. So, um, so here we go. That we already did this once, but I think Kevin might have switched his up since then. Well, it's because the, the first time around he didn't understand the assignment, which is another reason why I should have instantly retained. Yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. There were still puns. There were still puns. It was just done in a different way. So now this is going to be recorded, put on TikTok, and then we're going to have everybody vote for it. So if, you, uh, if you're listening to the show, download the TikTok I I should, app, I search Gimmick Minute. What, what's wrong? I should have rewrote this out. I've been like looking this up on his phone. No, I have it on a piece of paper. I just Uh-oh. like I've rewritten over it so many times. I'm gonna fucking lose my place. It's just gonna be absolutely all over the place. All right. So, oh so, man. So Michael, you were the champion, or you are the champion. So you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and pick. Do you want to go first? Or I'm Kevin going go first? second this time. All right. You know. You went second last time. Yeah. No, I went second. I went first last time. No, you, no, didn't. you didn't. You made him. Go yes, first. I did. No. no, he went second. I know, nope. because we did mine and it made sense. Nope. And then he did his, and his was a bunch nope. of weird shit. He went first. I went first. He went first. <laughs> well, I, he's going first again. <laughs> I well, still, we'll never know. I still, I still have the recording. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll never know. I, There's zero evidence on either side. I still have the recording that it faintly can hear your voices out of. So I'll... Trust me, I pulled it up in Audacity. I zoomed in on that bitch. There's zero audio from us. I could hear it barely. Like you can hear it space. when we got too loud and it was coming through your headphones so loud yeah. that it, your mic picked it up. That's the only time you could hear it. Yeah, if I rewrote it, and it, it, it's like kind of short, but whatever. That's what we're going for anyway. That's what she right? said. That's yeah. what we're going for. Yeah, going for going for yeah. sure. Yep. All right, all right. So without further ado, so this was inspired by the show letter Kenny. They they opened their show with their with their puns, and they did a wrestling pun one time. So I thought it would be fun for these guys to do a pun promo battle. So they're cutting promos on each other using wrestlers' names as puns. Kevin, it is on you. You go ahead and go first. <clears throat> All right, so listen up, Mike McAfee. <laughs> because it's time for a Rick Rude Awakening. Because I'm going to drive you over the edge. You see, you're nothing but a CM Punk-ass bitch. You're stealing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time to turn the page on your title reign. And not the Brad Maddox or Sammy Guevara way. So it's time for you to send you down the Midnight Express Highway. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on this. He literally stole two of my lines and rewrote them. Oh, but oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It never happened. <laughs> this is garbage. I mean, just, just like I went second. It never fucking happened. That's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> just right, saying. <laughs> all right, fucking Michael. garbage. <laughs> your rebuttal to, to that. I honestly don't remember yours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Even yes. though you looked me in the eye and said, you pussy, I'm punk-ass bitch, because that was my big line in the end. God damn it. All right, you know what, Kevin? It doesn't matter how are you now. You must be Velveteen dreaming if you think you could put an end to my historic Roman reign. I am Mr. Modern Toy Fair, and you will have some goddamn respect when you walk into this big show. Because I will have you pull white as the ghost by the end of this challenge you little cm punk ass bitch maybe <laughs> if you're lucky i'll let you iron chic out the strap after i'm done sammy guevara all over it all right all right there it god is. what a what a copycat right? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Let him rewrite his garbage because you didn't do the audio. Uh, 
I thought he was going to go with the same one because I liked his one from before. Honestly, <clears throat> I I thought it was. I, I, he just I, did puns honest, in a different way. I honest to God did not remember what you had said, Mike. So I swear, I swear to God, Bullshit. I swear. Oh God! All right. Well, that was fun. So that'll be posted on TikTok. So please give it a listen. Make sure that you comment with who you think did the better job, either Michael or Kevin. They'll, um, you know, the, the, you know, what, sure, let me go second. <laughs> Apparently, if I would have known you were a fucking beat Cody Rhodes on this shit, I would have. <laughs> next year, be fucking show up next week in a tank top and be like, it's hot out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fucking right. jerk off. Well, um,. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Michael, what do you got going on with uh, your, your toy toy fair shit? Go check out Modern Toy Fair, youtube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair, where every week we have the weekly podcast. Uh, next week, we are bringing back Toy Therapy for episode number six or seven. I can't remember at this point. Uh, we'll be talking to Kent Pole Live, and then we'll go back to our regular scheduled podcast. Uh, every Monday, we have either reviews, or now we're doing uh, Let's Poses because people want to see how to pose action figures apparently according to the poll on youtube uh you can also go and check us out every wednesday night 10 p.m eastern time twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair where me jamar and nate go over our weekly purchases and you can also follow us over on instagram twitter and tiktok at modern toy fair go to tbo.com search modern toy fair or gimmick minute and find some shirts with our logos on it and other shit as well and jason don't forget um everybody follow me on uh, newer modern, uh, <laughs> newer modern toy fair, <laughs> where my friend Nick and Jonathan will be reviewing our own stuff. We're on more than just Twitch and YouTube. I think we're going to be on HBO you, Max. Are you, are you on Vine? <laughs> we're on OnlyFans. Vine and Tout. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, they're, they're also on <laughs> Tinder and Grinder. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go ahead and just close they must review out. only knockoffs, though. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I know we had a lot of fun recording it. For Michael and Michael, my name is Jason. Reminding you, Smarks out there, to be a fan and always live your gimmick. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Fucking marks. <laughs>